Hey y'all, hey y'all. I am so excited, I'm so excited, I'm so excited to be back for season two of the Creative Women Wanted podcast. And you know, I wanna be honest, last year, my goal was to, like when I first started the podcast, I wanted to drop every Tuesday, keep going. Like it was nothing, it wasn't gonna be a seasons. Like I was just gonna keep going. But I realized how demanding creating a podcast can be as somebody who is like, I'm a director, I have a production company, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a creative CEO. Like it was a lot for me. And so I decided to, okay, cool. Like, let me let me do seasons, right? I changed my mind. I was like, I'm coming back with the seasons. And that allows me to have some life experience and to be able to come back and share that on the podcast to think about what I want to talk about, right? And so that's why we at season two. And I'm really excited to talk about today how we got to the theme for season two so i've missed y'all first of all like i'd be like wanting to just hop on the mic because i've been going through a lot a lot has been changing i've been evolving i've been crying a lot because life has just been so i mean i've just been feeling my emotions so strongly that it's like the tears have been falling but i think you know the tears are great it's allowed me to be present because it's like oh okay this is why we're crying It's just been a lot, but I'm really excited to be back, to be having conversations. Like, this is what I love. I love it so much. I've been really, what people don't know is like, I've been interviewing folks for over 10 years. Like, I have YouTube videos from back in the day where I was interviewing Beyonce's biggest stands. Like, I I love stories so much. I mean, it's what I do and what I discover as a director is like finding story and, you know, making beautiful story into docu. And now I get to do that here on the podcast. And so I just, I just really love it. So this year's theme or this season's theme is, you know, I really want to talk to creative Black women in television about their internal journey, right? Like the internal work. I think we talked a lot last year about career and the steps that it took to get to certain places in our career. And we'll talk about that a lot too, but I'm really you know, I want to dig more into the internal work, the thought process, any anxiety, any boundaries, any doubt, like what does it look like internally to stay creative and to continue to pursue this work that we love and how it came about for me? Um, well, this theme really reflects my own work, right? So last year, once I paused or once I wrapped season one of the podcast, I was, you know, really like focused on pitching, pitching shows, developing shows. Like, I'm just like, how am I, I'm just constantly asking myself, how am I going to get to where I'm trying to go? Right. Like that's, that was my question last year. How am I going to sell a show this year? How am I going to create an opportunity for myself to see the things that I want to see on television? Right. Which are my ideas. And so I was doing that. And then towards the end of the year, I don't know what exactly happened. I think I was, yeah, I was just feeling a lot of doubt and fear around the things that I was creating. And somehow it came to me that I lacked creative confidence. Like, I think maybe in my 20s, mid 20s, I was such a confident creator. Like I was, I had an idea brought it to life like it was nothing. You know, it was just like, oh yeah, you want to interview Beyonce's biggest stands? Do it. Oh yeah, you want to talk about like Backstreet Boys? You want to talk about Kevin Hart? Oh yeah, you want to like do this video? It was like done. I don't even remember if I had doubt. I might've had doubt, 
I might have had fear, you know, but like it was nothing. It was like, oh, yeah, we're doing it. And then even like in my mid 20s, when I started Blossom, it was like, oh, yeah, this is an idea. We're doing it. And so I have no idea what happened. Right. Like where, you know, maybe my late 20s, my early 30s, I just started to be more. I started to have more fear around producing my original works. I still have produced original works, you know, my late 20s, early 30s, but I feel like I still would have a lot more fear. It would still take me a lot more time to actually move forward to some of my projects because I was so afraid. And I'm like, what is going on? And I realized, yeah, like I lack creative confidence, even though, and I think, and I just, I actually wonder if it comes from pitching, right? I don't know where it comes from, but I wonder if it comes from pitching because it's, you're constantly creating this, you're, you have your own ideas and then it's like, oh, it's not good enough for this network or, oh, this is not what they're looking for, which is fine. Right. But like pitching is just such a, it's such an interesting, interesting process. And I found myself towards the end of the year developing shows for networks instead of developing my own ideas first, like it, it, like an idea that came to me first and then delivering it. But towards the end of the year, you know, Nikki and I had a conversation and it was just a reminder, like, yo, develop your own ideas, right? Like what comes to me naturally? What do I love and what am I passionate about? And then put that into the world. But separate from that, you know, I did realize I was lacking creative confidence and I wanted to go on a journey, right? I wanted to figure out how do I become more confident in my creativity? And of course, what I found is that I have to be more confident in who I am. But even to get there, I picked up some books immediately. I'm like, okay, what books can I tap into that can honor, you know, my, you know, can, that can help me, that can pour into Diamond the Creative? Because that's who needed love and support at the time was the creative in me. And so the first book that I picked up was The Practice. And I had it before, but I stowed it away in, in Atlanta. And so now was the time, towards the end of the year was the time for me to read it. So The Practice is about shipping our creative work. And when he says, he uses the word shipping as a way of like saying like deliver, like delivering our creative work. So I want to share some of the quotes, some quotes with you that I found. And it's, it's a book by Seth Godin. Um, but some of, I mean, it's really like a book full of like short stories and short little, like, I don't know what to call them, but he delivers these messages, very specific intentional messages in like different chapters of the book. Some of the things that he says, or some of the like quotes that I highlighted in the book were to be creative is to work on the frontier, to invent the next thing the thing for which there isn't a playbook or a manual, which of course I feel like as creatives, we would love a manual. It's like, oh, step one, two, three, four, good. All I have to do is this. But as creatives, we really are creating our own path. Every single one of us, yes, we can say, like we can use Issa as an example or Quinta as an example, but at the end of the day, the journey is still our own because we come from our own place. We have our own challenges. We have our own traumas. We have our own ideas. So it's like, we are forced to go on this life that is truly, truly like unpredictable, right? So, but I love that what he says, there's no playbook and there's no manual. So getting confident and getting okay with that and being reminded of that is like, okay, can nobody tell me how to do this? 
There's nobody that, that can tell me specifically how to do this, but God, I can get advice. I can get insight. I can listen to podcasts. I can do all these things, but ultimately the wisdom, the guidance is going to come from within. He also says, we continue to focus on process and not solely on outcomes. If the process is right, the outcome will inevitably follow, right? And, and Atomic Habits talks about that too, right? So it's like this past, these past few months, I've really just been focused on the work, the creativity, the mind, right? Like, what do I need to do to work on my mind? What do I need to do to move through working on my documentary short? What do I need to do to feel good, right? Like, what do I need to do to feel creative, right? So it's like, really, I feel like this path is putting me in the present moment because if I keep thinking about the future. And yes, I can think about it and have desires and have aspirations. But when I start to worry about why what I'm doing today is not getting, getting me to where I'm going, that's when all the anxiety comes up. I feel like creativity is a very present practice. Like I, we have got to be, or we are encouraged to be in the present moment to get to where we're going, especially to get to where we're going without so much worry and anxiety. He also says, your work is never going to be good enough for everyone, but it's already good enough to someone. Commit to a practice that makes our best better is all we can do. And that's literally it. Like, how can I make my best better? And I know that I can make my best better by making me better. Because if I like me more, and if I'm more confident in who I am as a human, then I will be more confident in my art and in what I'm destined to do. Seth Golden was preaching in this book, okay? Um, and I'm going to read one or two more quotes from this book because it, it, this book is truly the book that helped me with my, well, it kind of helped me kick off this creative confident journey. Um, one of the last qu quotes that he has or last things that he has in the book towards the end is, the path forward is about curiosity, generosity, and connection. These are the three foundations of art. Art is a tool that gives us the ability to make things better and to create something new on behalf of those who will use it to create the next thing. Human connection is exponential. It scales as we create it, weaving together culture and possibility where none used to exist. You have everything you need to make magic. You always have go make a ruckus. I really feel like this journey is truly about me learning to love who I am, me learning to accept that these are the things that I'm good at, or these are the things that I do, that I don't have to change for anybody, or this is who I am. This is what I love. This is the route I'm going to go and really being confident in that. And the practice was a reminder of all the things that I already am and all of the things that I need to get aligned with, right? Or the things that I can make stronger. So I feel like that book really sent me on this journey um, that I'm talking with you all about here. The other book that I really love is Creative Calling. So I'm going to pull that up. So Creative Calling is by Chase Jarvis. And he is a creative, he invented like Visco or something like that. He created some sort of app that was a photo app as well. Um, and so, and he has a lot of other businesses as well, but he's a creative at the end of the day. And so huh, some of his quotes, I'm going to share with you all as well. 
I love this. He says, you are a creative person. The world is abundant and full of possibilities. Your situation can always be changed. You can use your creativity to create the change you seek. Creativity is natural and healthy, but requires practice. Creativity is ultimate personal power. I just feel like, like us, we're artists. Like we're artists and that, that I, we're artists and our creativity is our power. And it's like spending more time in doing that and owning that and owning who we are as artists, as humans, as partners. It's like, I feel like in, in owning all of those things, I'm getting to my best work. I'm more confident in my shots as a director. I'm more confident in the story that I want to tell here. I'm more confident in the path that I'm now pursuing because I, I am confident that it is my own. And what I realized that's important that in that is surrounding myself with people that pour into that, right? That with people who are like, who see me for who I am or who see my ideas and, and, and can, you know, maybe they're like, they have suggestions, but they know at the end of the day that what I believe is best for me is actually best for me and nobody can change that. So I realized this season for me is very vulnerable. So I'm having to be very specific with who I spend my time to and who I spend my time with and who I share my ideas with because my ideas, they're seeds right now. They're babies, they're infants. And I don't want to just put my infant out in the world for anybody to critique right now. And, and not just anybody. Sometimes it'll be the people that are closest to me and I'm having to protect my child, my art at this point because I am very vulnerable <laughs> because this is a a very new process for me, right? Like getting confidence in my, getting confident in my art, but I am excited about it. I've been forced to really dig deep, dig deep and really look at all of the things, all of the things that I want to change, but also all of the things that I love about myself that I want to lean into or all of the people around me and what categories do they need to move into or what is my home looking like, right? How can I create a home that's more inspiring for me? Or where am I spending my time? How do I need to spend my time? Who am I spending my time with, right? All of these things are mattering in my pursuit of creative confidence, but also in my pursuit of building a life that creates wealth based on my creativity. So that's how we got to this season, essentially. I've just become so curious about how people are setting boundaries for themselves or, you know, how people are disciplining themselves or what books they're reading. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm naturally curious about that anyway. So I'm a dot girl. Like, this is what we do. Right. And so I just wanted to bring that to the podcast and make sure that this season is about career, but it is about the internal work. I think that talking to these women about their internal journeys will allow us and encourage us to give ourselves more grace, right? Because we'll realize, we will realize that we are not alone in this. So I'm excited. At the end of the day, I'm excited. And I can go on and on and on, but I'm, I'm delighted to be back with you, delighted to bring some really dynamic, brilliant Black women back to the pod or on the pod to have some more dynamic and brilliant and deep and thoughtful and rich conversations about life, about spirituality, about creativity, and about our work, ultimately. So thank you for joining me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We back, we back, we back. And I'm gonna be back next Tuesday 
with an interview. And if you have any questions, if you're excited, if this episode has resonated with you, if you two are dealing with the challenge of creative confidence, like please read the practice, please read creative calling and please shoot me a message, right? Like I want to talk about it. I love talking about these things, but thank you so much for joining me. We are back. Creative Women Wanted season two. And if you aren't subscribed, make sure that you are. And if you like this episode, please share it with a friend, pass it on, pass the gift of this podcast along. I will talk to you soon.